Hello and welcome to Soulmate Podcast. I'm Emily. And I'm Rachel. And Rachel's sick, so her voice may be a little a little faint, but we're going to get through it. I don't know about your bed, though. Like, I don't know if it's going to make it. I'm going to stand, stand, I'm going to sit really, you think we stand and do these. <laughs> I'm going to stand close to the microphone. If you hear sloshing, it's my aloe drink. <laughs> so today we're going to talk about K-dramas. Ones we love very much. These are ones we recommend for y'all to watch. We actually did a panel about K-dramas you should be watching at SwampCon. If you were there, what's up? Hey, if you were there, this is the same thing. So we have lots of other podcasts you can check out. Definitely check out our archives. We have a ton of cool shit. And some of the stuff we talk about in this podcast, we've actually had whole episodes dedicated to these K-dramas. Yep, so definitely check those out if you're interested for more information. Yes, thank you. So we're going to start off pretty quick with The Great Doctor. So The Great Doctor is a 2012 medical drama which stars Lee Min-ho and Kim Hee-sun. It's basically a classic destiny plot, but it takes place um, a long time ago, 700 years. Far, far away. Yeah, like 700 years ago in the Goryeo Dynasty. And it also has classic time travel tropes, too. So basically, it the princess is in trouble in the Goryeo dynasty, and the main fighter dude, who's played by Lee Min-ho, goes to the future through, like, a rock portal <laughs> to find um, Kim Hee-sun, who plays the uh, protagonist. I really like this K-drama. It's been a while since I've watched it, so if I have some of the plot wrong, I'm sorry. It's been, like, three or four <laughs> years. I just remember really liking this. This is actually one of the first K-dramas I watched. I really liked that it had not only the romance plot, but it also had a lot of, like, political intrigue because there's a lot of pomp and circumstance back in the dynastic period of Korea. Oh, yeah, the costumes are on point. Yeah, the costumes are so nice, and honestly, the political intrigue isn't confusing. It's not like Game of Thrones, like I talked about in the in our panel at SwampCon. I love Game of Thrones, but... Sometimes the plot lines get a little confusing and like intertwine and overlap. It's it's more simplistic than that. It's easy to follow. You know, it's like it's like junk food. It's like junk food. K dramas <laughs> to me are like junk food, okay? Oh, yeah. They're it not is the best it's it's not that great, but oh you You love binge it. on it. You, you binge, binge on it. Yeah. You have diarrhea after. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so I really like this one. If you're looking for an older K drama that is like romance history. That's for you. So the next thing I want to talk about, or the next K-drama that I want to talk about, is Blood. Blood! Um, <laughs> this K-drama is more recent. Um, came out in 2015. It's a medical drama that stars An Jae-hyun and Koo Hye-sun. And he's a vampire doctor. And, yeah, he's a vampire doctor. I really like this K-drama. It's actually pretty good, and um, I actually couldn't tell what was going to happen. Emily probably could have told you what was going to happen probably. because she's good at that, but I, I was, it was a mystery for me. So he's basically a brilliant surgeon who tries to figure out how he became a vampire, how his parents were, the, spoiler alert, his parents were vampires, and how they died, also spoiler alert, his parents died. Um <laughs> They they reveal all this in, like, the first two or three episodes, so if you watch it, I haven't spoiled that much. So basically, he spends the whole series trying to figure out why he's a vampire, why his parents were vampires, the whole thing. He ends up getting to the bottom of it, which is the end of the show, which is why you should watch it, because it is actually a mystery. But he has this other up-and-coming doctor that's like, 
bugging him, trying to get into his life, and trying to figure out why he's so weird. Why are you so obsessed with me? It's (laughs) it's actually a really interesting drama, so please try it out. If you like vampires and you like medical dramas, it's for you. The next one is To the Beautiful You, which is the Korean version of Hanakimi. This one came out in 2012, and it's a romance starring uh, Choi Min-ho from Shiny. From Shiny. And Sully from FX. Okay? Formerly. (laughs) Formerly from FX. Even though I thought Amber would have been a much better choice for this role, because Sully is so beautiful, it's hard to pretend she's a boy. Yeah, she's so cute. Like, immediately when they, like, try to pull this crap that she's a boy, I'm like, who who believes that? Because not, not me. They give her a mushroom haircut, and they're like, that's good enough. Yeah, so Hanakimi, if you've never seen any variation of Hanakimi, it's basically a girl really likes a popular or famous person, a boy. So she pretends to be a boy to go to the same boy school that that famous guy that she likes goes to to get, you know, closer to him. Um, So it's the same thing. It's... It's cute. It's, I mean, there's a lot of cross-dressing tropes, like a lot of bathroom scenes and like Lots people- of steamy locker rooms. People slowly starting to figure out like one person by one person that she's a girl and yet they don't tell anyone else that she's a girl. They just, they're like, oh yeah, I- I'll keep your secret. I realize, I, I realize that by myself and I'm not going to say anything. Yeah. Cool. So yeah. Um, it's cute. If you like Hanakimi, the storyline, the Korean version is just as good. Yeah, it's definitely good and full of a lot of familiar faces. Yep. Okay, so the next one um, really caught me by surprise because I watched it on a whim because I was like, oh yeah, here's this like school drama or whatever. It's Who Are You School 2015. This is an idol drama and it stars Nam Joo Hyuk and Kim So Hyun and Yuk Sung Jae from BTO Bay. BTO, BTO Bay. <laughs> B-T-O-B. So this um, is definitely a tearjerker and it's super emotional. It is. I was not expecting that, okay? There's a lot of, um, if this triggers you too, this is probably not the best thing for you to watch. There's a lot of suicide themes. There's a lot of bullying themes, depression themes in this drama. I think it's really awesome though, the way they framed it. But they also have, you know, some classic K-drama stuff, but like the fact that the main character is a twin. And, sister, um, sister. Exactly. So the main character is a twin. It's good. Um, if, if you're ready to cry and if you're ready to... It, this one actually has a lot of mystery involved in it too. So if you like mysteries, this is a good one to watch as well. Because for a certain time, you think one of the twins is dead and then they may not be later in the series. Hint, hint. It's cool. So please watch that if you like school dramas, you like like high school dramas. This one's a good one to watch. The next one is Kill Me, Heal Me. I'm going to sound like a broken record, but I loved this one a lot. This one is... Again, a medical drama. Are you sensing a theme? I like medical dramas. <laughs> and this one stars Park So Jun, Huang Jung Um, and Ji Sung. So this basically is a whole K drama about a man who is part of a wealthy business family who has dissociative identity disorder. So basically, he has um, a bunch of identities within himself that uh, he created to help him deal with the past trauma in his life that he cannot remember. So the whole K-drama is him being helped by this rookie psychiatric nurse and also her brother comes into play too with that. It's a really cool K-drama because all their storylines are intertwined. There's the classic incest scare you know, just ignore that. I hate that trope. It's like, why? It happens almost in every K drama, and I don't know why. But, anyways, the K drama is really good because it plays in with a lot of, you know, like, how do you deal with 
you know, mental disorders like this and getting to the bottom of it is really traumatic. And he spends most of the drama trying to figure it out, but also, you know, trying to avoid it, obviously, because his identities pop up to protect him from this awful, awful memory that he has. You do figure it out what you do figure out what it is towards the end. So I highly recommend if you like that sort of thing. And it stars two people who we like. And Emily will talk about them. They'll make another appearance. Yes. So the last K drama I want to talk to you about is fairly new. It came out in 2016, and it's called Nightmare Teacher. Um, this stars Um Ki Joon, Kim So Hyun, and Lee Min Hyuk from BTOB. It's a mystery horror, which is a new thing for K drama. Okay, horror. I thought this was actually really cool. Very atmospheric. Yes, it's actually partially episodic. So. Basically, in every episode, the nightmare teacher preys on another student, but then no one can remember anything. So it's very hard for the protagonist, who is the president of the high school class, to figure out what's happening. Because she is, you know, she's confused because all these people seem to be disappearing from her class, but she can't remember them. And it all starts when their homeroom teacher gets sick and this new teacher replaces him and is kind of scary. Like, he's intimidating from the very beginning. And basically, he takes students who are struggling in some way in some aspect of their life and he tells them he'll make it better and he does for a short time but then they want more and then he makes them sign a contract which comes into play later (laughs) sign the contract yeah so it's really cool if you it's not it's not okay it's not like jump scare like american horror okay it's it's more like mystery intrigue kind of thing this reminded me of an anime that i cannot for the life of me remember the name of but it reminded me so, so much of this anime where there's, like, a promise for, like, these be careful what you wish for kind of scenarios with, oh, like, yeah, young definitely. kids. And I'm sorry, guys, I cannot remember it. And I tried Googling it and nothing really came up. But this is good. The episodes are very short. Yeah, the episodes are only, like, 20 to 40 minutes long, which is really different from normal K-dramas, which are, like, a solid 65 minutes. Like, no commercials. (laughs) So, yeah, you can definitely watch a bunch of these at a time, or if you only have a little bit of time, you can just put one on and then go. I'm gonna start my rambling with the first shop of Coffee Prince, also just called Coffee Prince. It's a 2007 drama starring... Rachel's going to pronounce all these names because we decided that she would learn Korean and that I would focus on Japanese. So, Rachel, help me out. I haven't learned Korean. I can just kind of pronounce it sometimes. Um, Yoon Eun-hye, Gong Yoo, Lee Sun-kyun, and Che Jung-an. Thank you. And it's based on the novel of the same name that was written by Lee Soon-mi. So, the main character is a tomboy, and she often gets mistaken as, like, kind of a pretty looking boy and she financially supports her family by working a couple of jobs and then the main male character is an heir to a major food company and is under constant pressure from his grandma to go into the family business and settle down and as a result he's forced to go on so many so many arranged dates and like blind dates and um he just hates it and so instead of doing that he takes over a rundown cafe they make the concept that only handsome guys are going to run this cafe Women will go there because they're so handsome, I guess. That's interesting. <laughs> That's the concept. And um so he mistakes the girl for a man and he hires them. He actually hired the girl to pose as his gay lover so he can get his grandma to step off, <laughs> which I thought was pretty funny. And, you know, gender bending, you know, shenanigans. Gender ambiguity. Yeah. Um, The girl in this looks pretty boyish, which I was surprised. 
they did a good job with her makeup. And the guy is, like, a little bit older. Suave! <laughs> He's a little bit older, and he definitely pulls off this, like, distinguished air. So, it's good. It's definitely a classic. If you or anyone you know is, like, really into K-dramas, you've definitely heard of it. So, the next one is Playful Kiss. And we talked about the Japanese version of this show on our podcast. Yep. Check it out. <laughs> I think the episode was called, like, Kiss Kiss Fall in Love. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so Playful Kiss. And it's a 2010 romantic comedy starring... Jung Soo Min and Kim Hyun Jung. And it's based off the manga Itazura Na Kiss. And this series has had such a life. It has been so prolific. There is a manga, an anime, a Japanese adaptation, a Korean adaptation, which is Playful Kiss, and a Taiwanese adaptation. So you'll notice this it's a theme that if there's a good plot and storyline, they ad- adapt it to multiple languages and, you know, those specific actors for those countries. So Itazura na Kiss is one, and then Hanakini is another that yeah. has been prolific. <laughs> I, yeah, prolific. It's definitely the right word. So this actually developed a really strong cult following, and it was streamed 70 million times on Viki, and it earned $400,000 in ad revenue for that site. That's nuts. That is insane. (laughs) That must have paid their bills for like a full year. Yeah, I know, right? So the plot is Han Ni is smitten with Seung Jo from the moment she lays eyes on him at the first day of school, and he's like, smart handsome, athletic, pretty much the whole package. And, of course, he totally ignores her and doesn't give a shit about her. (laughs) And um, through circumstance, they end up living together because their fathers are friends and her home is destroyed. And so their families move in together. She just wears him down with her energy to get him to like her. It's pretty much the whole show. We go into pretty good detail in the Japanese version about how problematic that can be because he is such a shithead. Listen to the podcast. We really go into depth about how problematic it is. Yet. I cannot stop fucking watching this. I- yet, yeah. <laughs> yet it is like episode after episode after episode after episode after episode. Like, I can understand why I got $400,000 in ad revenue because it is addicting. You cannot stop watching it. I remember when I was in high school watching the anime and thinking, I don't. This isn't cool. I don't think I'm really, I don't really like this that much. And yet I finished the whole series in one day. It's because the episodes, it's always like tug and pull, tug and pull, tug. They do it so masterfully in each episode that you have to click the next one. It is insane and 100% worth watching. And to its credit, everything works out in the end. He's not an asshole at the end. He's not. It just takes a long time. The next one is another one we've talked about on the podcast before. It is Drama World. This is a K-drama for K-drama fans. For the K-drama fans, by the K-drama fans. If you have not seen this and you like K-dramas, watch it. It is awesome. <laughs> yes, it was actually made by Vicky. So it's on Vicky.com and it's on Netflix. And it was filmed in Seoul and LA. So it's in, it's mostly in English, too. Yeah. In English and Korean. It's like this beautiful blend. And it was made in 2016 and it is a comedy and it's, it's real good, and it has so many cameos from really famous K-drama actors. And it stars C1! For, like, a second. 
Siwon is our favorite cameo in this. But yeah, there's definitely a lot of familiar faces. And so the plot is Claire Duncan is a college student who is finding her life pretty boring. And she's always watching K-dramas, especially her favorite, Taste of Love, which stars her favorite actor, June Park. And he's like this hot chef protagonist in Taste of Love. Through, like, magic, I guess, she ends up going into her phone and into drama world, so she's, like, in the world where there's only K-dramas. She gets to shed her boring life and actually be in Taste of Love and other K-dramas, and she has to help the dramas come to an end. Like, she has to help the characters fall in love and stuff like that. There is some meta-ass shit happening oh in my this. God. It's, it's, it's good. They did it quite well. It was so, so, so entertaining. Definitely, if you like K-dramas, if you've seen a couple, give this a shot. Please. Please. Please watch this. And if you don't have a Netflix account, Vicky's free. You just have to watch ads. It's really not that bad. It's really not that bad. And definitely check out, we did a whole episode on this, so check our archives. Yes. So the next one is one that I watched a couple of years ago. It's called Dream High. And this show's had a couple of iterations. This is going to be the first one. So it's a 2011 drama featuring... Mrs. Suzy, Kim So Hyun, Tiara's Eun Jung, IU, and 2PM's Tae Hyun, and Woo Young. Thanks. And this show was like super, super popular among teenagers, and I can see why, because it's basically Idol High School. It's like high school <laughs> with idols, and nice. there's like singing and dancing. It's like high school musical! <laughs> ah, okay, yeah, that, that's Only that with back. idols, yeah. <laughs> The plot is that there are six students at current high school, and they have the dream of becoming K-pop idols, and during their school years, they learn how to develop their singing, songwriting, dancing, etc., while undergoing, like, personal growth and teen drama and stuff like that. So, it's high school musical. I mean, you can see why it's popular. Yeah, I mean, that, it was a pop, it's a popsicle. It's a, it was a <laughs> popular theme. It reminded me of the anime Uta no Pretsama, which is also High School yeah. Musical, but with boy idols, and there's like a song and dance in every episode, which I really like. That's a good anime. <laughs> Ladies, check it out. On to our next one. Another one that we talked about on the podcast. Yep, and I don't know what, what else you have left, but if you do not watch any K-drama that we have talked about, if you're not going to watch any one but one, watch this one. It's so good. <laughs> Yes, watch She Was Pretty. And I think we've mentioned She Was Pretty a couple times on the show. But good. <laughs> this is probably my favorite K-drama ever. It is yeah. so good. It's a 2015 romantic comedy starring... Hwang Jung-im, Park Soo-joon, Go Joon-hee, and Choi Si-won. Si-won! Si-won! I okay. love Si-won. He's the best character. <laughs> the, the two main actors in this K-drama, we talked about before, they were in Kill Me, Heal Me as, as brother, brother and, and sister, sister, but now they're love interests in this one. Yeah. Just putting that out there. Si-won was the best part of this damn show. I loved it. This whole show, everything about it was right. On point. Yes. And I think, I think it was so refreshing to us because it subverts all the fucking cliches. It does. Y- y'all know what we're talking about. Like, you know. You know. You know. You know. And when there's actual romance scenes, people actually kiss. And there's, like, tongue. It's not gently pressing lips together. It is... Okay, I love this because it actually feels, like, realistic. Realistically, these people, you're watching them fall in love. Like, it is so good. Like, when they, they embrace, they actually embrace. When they kiss, they actually kiss. They even have sex. You don't see it, but it is heavily implied. Yes. That they have premarital sex. <laughs> yeah. And 
there's a little bit of cliches, but I feel like they're tongue in cheek. Like there's like a towel scene with Siwan and the main character, yeah, dude, and um, he's like, Ugh. yeah, okay, it's it's tongue in cheek because usually the towel scene is with the two okay. main characters, but in, the, in this case, it's fucking Siwan <laughs> and the and the guy, which we were like, oh my god, are they gonna kiss? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it was it was great. I mean, definitely, definitely, definitely check out. Our episodes, check the archives, <laughs> for she was pretty, I mean, this is the paramount Korean drama, in my opinion. I have yet to seen something that is better than this. This just felt organic. It felt real. Like, it, in K-dramas, a lot of shit can seem so fake. Yeah, it was, it was really exciting, again, because the little, like, situations that I got into felt genuine. Yeah, I know. It felt genuine. Their, their love growing for each other, it wasn't immediate. It wasn't because she was pretty, because she's not pretty. Ha <laughs> ha, get it? Um, <laughs> it's just, uh, it's so good. It's, it's good. Please watch it. Please watch it. Um, I'm going to give you a little ditty about the actual plot if you don't know what it's about. Ji Sung Jun was an ugly kid, but Hye Jin became his friend. And then 15 years later, he's hot and wealthy and she is broke and ugly. <laughs> and hijinks ensues when they both land jobs at the same magazine. Yep. So, so that's it. Yeah. And it's it's great. Um, this other one is definitely a Asian drama classic. It's another one that has been a- adapted to many different languages. Oh, yeah, definitely. It is Boys Over Flowers, and it's a 2009 series based on the shoujo Boys Over Flowers. This is probably one of the most dramatic K-dramas I've ever seen. <laughs> Very drama-heavy. Um, it spins the modern-day Cinderella tale of a poor but spunky schoolgirl who gets to go to school at an exclusive academy because she saves a student from committing suicide, and then she attracts the interest of the four ultra-rich and ultra-handsome, I guess, princes, and they're known as the F4, the Flower Four. And the boys, like, bully her, except for one who's, like, bullying her at a lesser extent. And then eventually they just all decide to become friends. And then there's a lot of tension between her and the other members, and there's, like, a love triangle between her, the soft-spoken one, and then the leader guy who has curly hair and is a fucking dick. (laughs) He is mean! Like, he bullies the crap out of her. It's another one of those bully and victim become couple. Yeah. I'm not into that. Boys, if there's literally any of you listening. (laughs) All two of you. All two of you. Being mean to a girl does not make her like you. It does not make her think that you like her. Stop it. (laughs) Yeah, it's not cool. It's definitely not cool. I mean, I'm sure if you're a fan of anime or shoujo or, or dramas, you know what the fuck Boys Over Flowers is all about. Yep. I will say that this Korean adaptation, everyone has really nice hair. Usually they fuck up the Asian guy with curly hair, and um, he looks pretty good. It's it's pretty good for, nice. for what they did. Nice. So I'll just give them props for that. And then now we have a bonus! This isn't a K-drama. It is a J-drama. Japanese drama. This is my favorite drama of all time. It is Mendal Ikemen Idol, which Ikemen is like pretty boy. It's like androgynous pretty boy. Think visual K. Yeah. That makes sense. So this is a 2008 comedy. Whew, going back. <laughs> Bef- George W. Bush was still in office. <laughs> I, I, okay, I haven't watched this. Only Emily has. Every time you bring this up, all I can think of is the trailer where they're like, I had talent. I could sing. And then it's just like the third member and they're just like, and then they like totally skip over her. Like she has nothing of redeeming value to her. Uh, yeah, it's pretty funny. <laughs> 
And they're, they're, they're like, I'm talented, I'm pretty, and here's our potato friend. Like, well, no, it's more like, here's our Lolita potato friend. Exactly. Okay, I'm sorry, continue. It's the funniest thing to think about. Okay, okay, okay. So, so the three girls in this, they're all members of AKB48, or at least they all were in 2008. I'm not sure if they're all still in it. I'm pretty sure they are. AKB48 is like a cute army. There's 48 members, and it's a Japanese gigantic girl group. We might do an episode just on that, because it's crazy. It's, yeah. We're gonna have to do some research, because there's 48 members. We can barely handle girls' generation, okay? Yeah. So, this J-drama involves cross-dressing shenanigans and idol performances, and what I really like about this show is that it has actual LGBT representation. Shocking. Shocking for, like, a cross-dressing show to actually have gay people in it that isn't for shock value, or it's like, oh, I think I might be gay, like Mulan style, you know? Eye roll. (laughs) Yeah, there's actual LGBT people in here. The story revolves around three ordinary girls And they all want to be idols, but they keep failing auditions because, I don't know, they just really don't have what it takes, I guess. (laughs) And then one day, they witness a serious crime, and they're forced to flee. Fortunately, they're saved by a producer who is willing to let them debut, but they have to hide their true identities, thus they dress up like boys. Visual K-boys, okay? Yeah. They don't look manly. (laughs) They really don't look masculine. But, I mean, suspend your disbelief. They form a group called Persona, and the song, they they have one song, they only made one song for the show, but the song is actually, like, super catchy, and it's on my iPod. Nice. And the opening theme song is a, I think it's an AKB48 song called Relax, and that's a good song, too. Idol performances, dancing, singing, I like that kind of shit, so it's definitely good. And, um, spoiler, at the end, when they're finally revealed to be girls, this one girl who was hounding one of the members, like, oh, I want you to be my boyfriend and stuff like that. She's like, I'm a girl. I'm not a boy. I'm a girl. And then the, the girl's like, oh, I don't care. And then they literally become a couple. Nice. Yeah. That's nice. That's, that, that warms my, the cockles of my heart. Yeah. Just two bi gals getting by. I love it. It's Work. great. Work. And those are our recommendations. I'm going to take my sick frog voice away now. Do right. the outro. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. You can find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash soulmatespodcast. You can find us on Tumblr, soulmatespodcast.tumblr.com. Send us an email at soulmatespodcast at gmail.com. And find us on iTunes, Podbean, Stitcher, wherever. We're Soulmates Podcast. Just find us, please. (laughs) Okay, bye. Bye. (laughs)